Welcome to Inner Works and Quirks with Michelle. Get ready to discuss it all from light to dark, trauma to healing, your inner works, your special quirks, and everything in between. So if you like self-love, self-improvement, finding your strength, and the brutal truth, you've come to the right place. Hi, welcome to my first episode of my podcast. I created this because I am learning to find my voice and stand in my truth, and I'm hoping that if I put that out there, I might be able to help other people in that same journey. Um, So just to give you a little background of who I am and what I do, I am a Reiki master, an empath, and a sensitive. Being a sensitive means that I can see, feel, and hear energies, and being an empath means I can feel other people's emotions as if they were my own. Having these two gifts assist me in my Reiki practice as I use myself as a conduit to get the positive energies, the positive and healing energies from the divine into my clients. In addition, I'm also able to give them spiritual message. When I'm doing a Reiki session, I receive what I refer to as a spiritual download. And these are messages that come through from my clients' spirit guides and sometimes deceased loved ones. And it's just usually tips and tricks to help them in their healing process, um, areas they need to focus on, and just validation that they're not alone and, and their loved ones are still with them. So I get asked a lot what led me to become a Reiki master, and the answer is trauma. Um, it goes all the way back to childhood, things that I experienced that I went through, um, for example, I growing up, I really had to conform to be everyone else's level of perfect. That was the only way I felt I could get love. If I did exactly what this person needed or wanted, they would love me. If I changed myself to be like what this other person needed or wanted, they would love me. So I never really got to be my true self. And then at 15 years old, I experienced my first sexual assault. It was by an emergency room doctor. Um, my, I was rushed to emergency. My appendix was about to burst. They were trying to figure out what was wrong with me. The doctor asked my mom to leave the room because he had one more exam to do, and that's when the assault occurred. I didn't tell anybody about it right away. I was embarrassed. I was confused. I didn't understand what was going on. Um, It took me years later to finally admit it to people. By then, nothing could really be done about it. At 18, I experienced my second sexual assault um, by a man that I was dating. And these things, the conforming to be what everybody wanted me to be, the sexual assaults, these all started lowering my self-worth. I didn't feel like I was good enough for anything. And I started turning to food um, to comfort me, to fill that void of what was missing in my life. And I started gaining weight. And then eventually I met the man who would become my, my husband. And unfortunately, at the time I met him, My self-esteem was extremely low. I had no self-worth. I didn't believe I was worth anything. So that ended up being 20 years of emotional and verbal abuse. 
And I felt like that's all I was worth. So I stayed and I, I put up with it. And there was infidelity on his part as well. But again, I had no self-worth. And now at this point, I've not only turned to food, but I've turned to alcohol. Um, I never was an alcoholic, but I definitely drank to avoid things. Um, I drank to numb things. In addition, during that, that 20 years of abuse, there was a seven-year span that I had 30 loved ones pass away, including suicide and murder. Uh, My dad passed away very unexpectedly. My dad was my safety net. He was everything to me. And I definitely turned more to alcohol then because it was the only time I could find just a spark of happiness where I could just forget. You know, every time I closed my eyes, I was seeing the moment that he passed away and just reliving it over and over um, so I was drinking way more than I should. I was eating way more than I should. I experienced a miscarriage before I eventually got pregnant with my daughter. And then ultimately, the divorce. I was at my lowest. Everything I had been through, now going through a divorce, trying to face things, it was it was brutal. I would lay in bed at night crying. I would just cry myself to sleep and I would pray, but I didn't pray for strength. I didn't pray for help. I prayed to not wake up in the morning over and over. I would just pray, please don't let me wake up. I was never going to do anything to myself because I couldn't do that to my daughter. Having experienced people who who had committed suicide in my life and knowing how it affected those left behind, I couldn't do that to her, but I was just praying for it to be taken off of my hands. I'm not going to do it, but please let somebody else do it for me. And every morning I woke up and every morning I had to keep moving and keep facing life as difficult as it was. And I started to heal I started to put in the work. I started to face my demons, face my own flaws. And the hardest part of healing was forgiving myself, forgiving myself for staying in situations that I didn't deserve, but I felt that I did. I had to forgive myself for not recognizing my worth and all of those things and trying to heal. And healing was, in all honesty, the most painful process I've ever been through because I had to go back and relive all those traumatic events because I had never processed them. I had never truly felt them. I had never released them. The only way to release them is to feel them again. I had been numbing with food and alcohol. And the thing is, is yes, those Things numb the pain in the moment, but the pain is always still there. When you're healing, you have the pain in the moment, but then you get to let it go. And it's not carrying over for the rest of your life. So I do believe we have a lot of unhealed people walking around out there because it's easier to numb than it is to heal. It's easier to ignore the pain than to process it. So going through my own healing process, which is always an ongoing process because life happens and we are constantly going through more events that require healing, 
But going through that and getting to where I am today, and also I, I stopped filling the void with alcohol and food, and I went on to lose, for my highest weight, I have actually now lost 111 pounds. I, you know, I focused on the emotional healing. I focused on the physical healing. And now I'm in the happiest and healthiest place I've ever been in my entire life. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm comfortable in who I am. And all I want to do is help as many people as possible get to the same place. And that is why I became a Reiki practitioner. That is why I want to help people heal. I want them to feel as good as I feel now. And I can now look back at all those things that happened to me, and I'm grateful for them. And that's one of the weirdest things I think I've ever said, to be grateful that I was abused, that I was assaulted, that I lost people to suicide, to murder, to cancer. I can be grateful for all of those things because it brought me to who I am today and where I am today. If those things hadn't occurred, I wouldn't know who I am. I wouldn't have faced my demons and my flaws and fixed them. And I'm still fixing them. Unfortunately, we know sometimes we don't know we have a trigger until something actually triggers it. And I'll come across something that all of a sudden I'm, I'm triggered and I have to self-reflect and figure out why. And then I realize, oh, that piece of me is still a little broken and needs a little tweaking and healing. And let's focus on that now. And again, that is an ongoing process through life. We are always going to be experiencing things that require us healing. And I just want to send as much love and healing out into this world and help as many people as I can. And I know that that my traumas may seem insignificant to some people because they've been through worse. It may seem a lot to other people because they haven't experienced those, those traumas. But I think one of the pitfalls that we, we fall into as human beings is comparing our trauma with other people's. I can't downplay my trauma because somebody else had it worse. And I can't tell somebody their trauma wasn't as bad because it wasn't what I experienced. Trauma is personal. It affects everybody differently. Everything is processed and handled and felt in different ways by each individual. So you can't tell somebody what they've been through wasn't that bad or get over it. Please, if you take anything away from this, please stop telling people to get over things. We can't just get over things because getting over means that you are hopping over the obstacle. And what we have to do is break through those obstacles. We have to go through the process. We have to feel everything associated with that. So stop telling them to get over it. How about we hold their hand and help them get through it, help them process it, love and support them while they're going through the painful process of healing. 
So this podcast, that is who I am, what I do. And I created this podcast because I want to give people um, tips and tricks and I want to speak my truth and and tell you the things that I've faced and gone through and how I've processed them because I just want to get my voice out there and I want to help people in any way that I can. I, I'll focus, honestly, this podcast is going to be a little all over the place because I want to talk about spirituality and energies. And sometimes I want to talk about ghosts and I want to talk about healing and grief and dating and appreciating the pain and victim mentality. And it's, and I'll go into more detail about spirit guides. And these are my beliefs. I'm not asking anyone to believe what I believe, but this is a part of who I am. And I just want to put it out there and again, stand in my truth and let everybody know um, they're not alone. That That's huge for me is to let people know that they're not alone out there. I put a lot of stuff on social media and I know there's people who think, oh, she overshares. She tells people too much. And maybe that's the case and maybe that's how you feel and that's okay. You can feel that way. But I put everything out there because most of social media, people only post the good. They're posting the the pictures on vacation, the pictures when they're madly in love. And I post those things too, but I also post when I am not doing good, when I am drained and spiritually empty. I put those things out there because I want everybody to know they're not alone. Other people are feeling the same way. And I just want to put as much love and light into this world as I can. And I want to encourage more people to do that as well, because it's an amazing thing. And I just want everybody to find their happiness and find their healing. So with that, I just want to say welcome to my podcast. And I thank you for listening. And I look forward to doing many more of these. Thank you for listening to Inner Works and Quirks. And remember, don't sweat the petty things and don't pet the sweaty things. And always keep smiling. Keep smiling.